Welcome to the Homeschool Loftcast, a podcast presented by the Homeschool Loft in De Pere, Wisconsin. Our goal at the Loft is to encourage parents who educate their children at home and let them know that they are both called to and empowered for the task of a home-based education. At the Loft itself, we we offer one-on-one consultations, book clubs and discussion groups, workshops and seminars, and a curriculum viewing library. Through the Loftcast, we extend our reach to encourage and bless homeschooling parents everywhere. And today, friends, I'm sitting here at this table with my son, Noah Tetzner. Welcome, Noah. Welcome, Mom. It's great to be back on the show. (laughs) (laughs) Noah's drinking coffee, but guess what? I just got done drinking coffee before I came here, and I wish I was drinking coffee with him, but I have my bottle of water. Yeah, only only half-calf. Yeah. At this late in the day, 5 p.m. Central Time. It doesn't stop me from drinking caffeine usually, but friends, guess what? We have Noah here because there are so many questions when you have littles at home or you're just new to homeschooling in general and you're not sure what does this outcome look like? What is the, Do homeschool kids really turn out well? Now, I am sitting here with Noah. I think he turned out just great. I'm the mom. But we're going to have a conversation with Noah and I'll ask him some questions. We're going to be really cash and we're going to we're going to find out right from Noah here. OK, so Noah. Yes. Why don't you you begin by just telling us a little bit about yourself? I'm happy to, Mom. Well, uh, I'm a homeschool graduate. I graduated in 2019. It's currently 2022 and I will be turning 21 in May of this year. So I've been uh, out of high school for a few years now. And as I said, I was a homeschool graduate and, um, you know, was homeschooled my whole life. We took a brief pause there in, in high school. I believe it was freshman and sophomore year where I went to a uh, classical uh, Christian private school in, in our hometown of Green Bay, Wisconsin. And, um, you know, I often tell people, I really do believe that homeschooling was in integral uh, for the success that I experienced as a young man in the workforce. When I was a a teenager in 2018, I got into podcasting. I uh, was always fascinated with podcasting, having listened to podcasts with my dad, um, just, you know, riding around with him, um, you know, in the car. He's a real estate appraiser. And I used to you know, kind of shadow him when I was exploring that as a potential career path, kind of an internship while I was uh, still in high school, but got into podcasting in 2018. I decided to start my own podcast. I was really into history, still am. And uh, the podcast was called The History of Vikings. And every week on the podcast, I would interview a scholar or historian um, who specializes in a topic related to the Viking Age, so uh, Scandinavian history and mythology. Uh, my first ever interview was with the professor of medieval literature at Oxford University, and I since you know did interviews as a high schooler with professors from Harvard, Yale, as I said, Oxford, all of the leading universities really uh, throughout the world. Um, and not only was I able to produce this show, this podcast as a as a high schooler, but within five months of launching the podcast, 50,000 people were tuning in every month. And um, like I said, I did that as a teenager. And because of that, that really kickstarted a career in marketing 
um, which now I, I help other people with their podcasts. And I, I contract with marketing agencies and uh, investors, real estate investors, all different, you know, profiles, uh, helping them use podcasting for their, their businesses and their personal brands. But that's, that's me at a high <laughs> level. <laughs> well, let's go back and let's kind of dissect the beginnings. Okay. So that's a lot. It, it feels like, wow. When you say you graduated when 2019. Yeah. And it's 2022, you guys, it feels like a lifetime ago, doesn't it, Noah? It sure does. But let's go back to this because we hear so much. And I know we talk to so many moms and dads about this idea of um, interest led learning. OK, now, if you had to define interest led learning moms and dads, how would you define it before we tell you? I want you to just think about that interest led learning. It's such a broad term. And I think that it kind of gets askewed. And the idea of letting your child just run off and, you know, according to their interests can be a little bit scary. But um, Noah, why don't you tell us how this worked out for our family? Yeah, well, interest led learning, you know, there's a lot of different uh modalities of homeschooling from unschooling to Charlotte Mason to classical education. Um, there's all different kinds of homeschoolers out there, but really what it comes down to across the you know vernacular is interest led learning. I believe, and so do you, mom, you've talked mm -hmm. about it on this podcast before that every child is unique and every child has a unique set of interests and passions. And it's the parent's job to realize those interests and passions and cater the child's education uh, accordingly. So as I said, if it wasn't for me starting the podcast, my first show and entering the workforce, entering the, the podcasting industry while I was in high school, yeah. I really don't think I would have the financial freedom and success that I mm -hmm. have today. So for me, when I was in uh, high school, even before I even got into podcasting in 2018, and that was in my radar, that was my senior year of high school. Um, you know, mom, you really did realize my passion for history and some of my other passions for literature and writing and reading and cater my education accordingly. So, yeah. you know, it, things kind of took off in senior year of high school in that you know, we were doing some other curriculums, <laughs> not uh, grass. You guys, we were doing not grass with Noah. And I'm, let me just interject here because this second. is, this is the point right here, moms and dads, where it gets a little bit scary. So yeah, Noah was uh senior year. Yeah. Smarter than me. Nah, just kidding. No, he was, the kids are so smart, aren't they nowadays? Well, there he was. And I, you know, we had got done with this um, classical school, which we adored. We loved. But for our family, we had a God had a different path for us. So there we were. And of course, we just came back, hooked Noah up with what he was doing. And I had been working with my daughter, Madeline, at the time. And we were really uh, diving into some stuff there. And meanwhile, Noah's off in his room. I'm thinking he's going through all of this stuff with Nutgrass because you weren't a complainer about no. what you had to do at all. No. And, um, but you know, I would say, okay, well, yep. And so we have this chapter and yeah, what Noah wasn't quite done. He's ah, still working on it. And little did I know, see, I was trying to be the controller. Exactly. In senior year of high school, yeah. uh, you know, because up until that point, um, we had always used, I mean, we, we were very unstructured learners in many yeah. respects, my sister and I in our homeschool mom, but 
we, we always did use, you know, literature and curriculums for various things. Yeah. Uh, and we were still trying to do that for me in senior year of high school. But then you and I hit the point where we're just like everything <laughs> you're doing in podcasting is an education in and of itself. Uh, and we effectively, uh, we, I mean, we didn't throw around that word too much. And I know <laughs> a lot of people are about to spit out their coffee, but we were effectively yeah. unschooling oh, senior year of high school. I spit my coffee out when Noah was invited on an unschooling podcast. <laughs> and he told me that you guys, he's like, yeah, I'm good. And he said it super casual. He's going to be on this uh, unschooling. He's going to talk about unschooling. And I was like, hey, we're not unschoolers. Yeah. Because why? I had this idea that unschooling was, you know, sort of a free for all mm -hmm. where, you know, moms and dads are just, you know, chilling out and yeah. on Pinterest and the kids are just running wild. But nope, not so. Because Noah, what did you do while you were unschooling? Well, you know, again, going back to interest based learning, I had an interest in podcasting and in expressing myself and in creating something. That's really what it came down to. So you, mom, gave me the freedom to yeah. do that. I'm I unfortunately discovered that later in life, <laughs> like that was senior year of high school. I kind of wish I would have gotten into to podcasting when I was younger uh, in, say, middle school. Yeah. But, it, but it all worked out yeah. in, in the end. But whatever it is, listeners, for your child, you will find that if you let your child run with the gifts that God put in them and the interests that God by his design put in your child, that they'll go farther than they would if you tried to do things a certain way for the sake of doing them, there there are people out there who will say that all children, and I'm not speaking on behalf of anyone else other than myself, because this is my particular belief when it comes to education. There are people out there that will say uh, a good education includes these things. It includes uh, arithmetic, reading, uh, you know, astronomy, music. It includes this, this, and this. Uh, a good education includes so many hours of this, so much reading time, this many credits. I think a good education ultimately is only defined by the result of the individual that comes out of the education. Yeah. Uh, and really, again, I don't think you can you can say that this. I don't think you can define a good education as the static thing that works for everybody. You know, your child is getting a good education if they do this, this, and this. It doesn't work like that. No. Your child is getting a good education if they're uh, able to succeed in the unique gifts that God has given them, yeah. like, like I did, for example. So uh, I think that's really what it comes down to and giving your child the freedom to do that. For me, I was able to self-teach uh, podcasting when I was in senior yeah. year of high school. But for your child, especially if they're younger, you might have to tee them up opportunities. If your child, for example, is interested in a trade such as construction, maybe they have an uncle or a family member who's in construction, you know, set set them up for things like that. Or if your child's interested in theater, like uh, my sister Madeline was, you know, when she was in high school, she interned um and she was younger in high school, like freshman, yeah. so sophomore. I don't even remember what the age was. Yeah. Wasn't senior year. Mm -hmm. You uh, helped her secure an mm -hmm. internship at our local performing arts studio. Um, yeah. You know, so it's all about, again, realize what your child's interests are yeah. and set them up for success. And you might say, oh, well, my yeah. child isn't a self-starter. You know, they don't have the discipline 
to um, to follow their passions. Maybe my child doesn't even know what his or her passion is, or I don't even know what my child's passion is. What if my my son's passion is playing Minecraft? Hey, well, that's a true thing. Right. Especially nowadays. I know that especially if your your kids have been away from you all day because they have been in school. That's a very good point. You might not even know what their passion is. So in that in that respect, you, you're going to want to go. You're going to want to Google something called D schooling. Yes, amen. <laughs> Which is literally a period, especially if your children have been in the public school system or even a private school system for a long time. You're going to want to have this buffer period upon pulling them out of a, a formal institution uh, where you really get to know your child and get to know their learning style. Yeah. Um, you know, before you you start signing them up for things. But if your child, you don't know what their passion is or they're not a self-starter, um, you, you know, you, you do know something about your child um as as their parent and you know them better than anyone else. So in that respect, I would say continue to get to know your kids and continue to, you know, just try different things. There's no shame in trying something and then quitting. It really, truly, I mean, get your fingers, as I always say, get your fingers in as many pies as possible. If they express an interest in music, sign them up for piano lessons. If they don't like it, pull them out of piano lessons and try something else. And I get that life isn't that Mm -hmm. simple. But from my experience, that's what I did. And it worked out in the end. Yeah. Well, let it let's talk about your experience, because I think to understand how this let's bring it to life, how this really worked in real life. So we talked about Noah went off. There he was. I thought he was doing not grass, but nope, he's in his room contacting professors at Oxford University. And unbeknownst to me, I'm I'm pretty much like, did you do chapter 10, Noah? What is happening? (laughs) Right. And so but I want to talk about that because I want them to understand kind of just what this looks like. Now, how old were you when you started this podcast? I was, so I started in March of 2018. So I was 16. So you were 16 years old. Now you started a podcast. Okay. And this podcast would have been, you, we, we probably wouldn't have even dreamed that it would have been a thing. I I don't think so. Right. No. Let's talk about some of those ups and downs of you going after for real, this, this real thing that you know, God put into you this history podcast. And well, you know, looking back, I definitely have a unique set of gifts, not to toot my own horn or anything that we all have. Toot, toot. We all have unique sets of gifts. True. I definitely had some unique sets of gifts that really uh, enabled me to be successful. Um, you know, probably the biggest one just being my my just ability to connect with people. Um, you know, I'll never forget it. I started this podcast out of my room. Um, and we lived at our old house. We now live in a different house. But anyways, mm-hmm. uh, I started this podcast. It was it was March 24th, 2018 is the day that the website launched. And um, wait, stop. March 24th. Yeah. So today is the 28th, isn't it? Oh, yeah. So about four years ago, actually, is when yeah. when it all happened. Pretty for near me. to the date. But I um I started the podcast in March of 2018. And, um, you know, my first few episodes were just me you know, reading little stories that I had written, non-fictional kind of like factoid uh, blurbs that I had written. It was as if really I was writing like a high school paper based off of information <laughs> about Vikings that I had garnered from from books and and the like. Um, so the episodes were really not good at all. I mean, the editing was just poor based off of the, the information that I just gained off of uh, YouTube videos. I had no experience in that whatsoever. 
Um, had no experience in audio editing, video editing. I'm not one of these like computer nerds. You know, when a lot of people meet me and they hear podcasts, they think, oh, you, you know, you know how to do video and audio and that sort of stuff. No, I don't. I hate it. Uh, I still don't do it. I have other people who help me do it. But anyways, um, I'll never forget it. I was um, thinking, you know, I really want to get some guests on this show. And I remember just kind of, you know, researching other podcasts, seeing what was out there. And there was a podcast out there called the Medieval Warfare Podcast. And they did an interview with Caroline Larrington, the medieval uh, professor of medieval literature at Oxford University. So I uh, I Googled her on the Internet and I found her profile on like the, you know, her academic profile profile on the Oxford University website. And there was her email address. So I wrote her an email just from my personal email address, noatatstern at gmail.com. And I just said, you know, hello, Professor Larrington. You know, um, I can't even remember what I said, but I just told her about my podcast and I asked her if she'd be interested. And she said she would. Um, and what's more, she recommended a, a friend of hers, a colleague who was a lecturer at Yale University, who I also connected with. and. Um, I did the interview with um, Caroline Larrington. I prepared some questions ahead of time. I got all the text set up and I, I never I'll never forget like the joy that I felt when I successfully recorded that interview, yeah. my first podcast interview. And we didn't you guys. Here's the thing is it's not like his dad and I even knew this whole thing was happening. OK, we didn't help Noah do this. Noah was in his room <laughs> doing this. Because this is his passion. I certainly did not teach him how to do this. His dad, I mean, his dad was an influence in the sense that they listened to podcasts together. And right. his dad did purchase the podcast equipment right. and kind of help him, right? Noah set he it all up. figure it out. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, no, you did this. And how courageous, and I think this was a thing we talked about after is, you don't know until you ask. Exactly. You know, I think people not... You know, people are afraid to hear no, right? Oh. Or they're just afraid to begin. They're afraid of failing. Yes. But um, that wasn't so with you. Or maybe you just were, you still had that really, you know, young kind of, and you are young, but, you know, yeah. just that kind of daring, didn't even think about. You I know. know. I don't even think about that anymore, mom. Nothing. Bring it up. Yeah. Because uh, I don't know. I guess I'm not really, I mean, of course I'm afraid of failing who isn't from time to time but i guess just that overarching sense of like trying new things and failing doesn't yeah. doesn't really um scare me anymore just because i've had to do it so many times yeah. in the the business world but at that time you know i wanted it so badly i just thought oh if i could just have a small audience of like a thousand people who mm -hmm. tuned in mm -hmm. to my show about you know vikings and norse mythology that'd be so cool yeah um Who'd have known? I, I know. I just it was just in me, you know, like I had to do it. Um, and, and you know, what's more is um, I didn't have many really good friends growing up. I really didn't. I mean, we were certainly blessed with a, a lot of families that we hung out with yeah. in our homeschooling community. And certainly my my lack of friends wasn't a, a test wasn't on, on account of me being homeschooled whatsoever. <laughs> we were reiterate that we were over socialized. <laughs> no, we you guys. OK, yeah. we were so socialized. Yeah. We had to reel it back in. Yeah, we were a part of so many co-ops and church it's, groups yeah. and what have you. And but, I was in kids ministry. So let's just say we were socialized. But Noah, exactly. Noah was the go getter. He was always right. the history. 
history buff and the lover and the exactly. lover of learning. And so his friends were always like, come on, come on off doing these things. Yeah. Doing, it was just, it, Noah was writing books, yeah, which d- we're going to talk about. Didn't have, didn't have many friends because I was just, it was different, you know, different interests. A lot of people my age were interested in sports and so forth, but I was interested in starting a podcast <laughs> and, you know, being financially independent. At exactly. a young age. So, yeah. uh, I just, yeah, I, I knew I had to do it. It was just in me. I couldn't, couldn't control. Crazy. I couldn't contain that desire to start a podcast. Yeah. And the thing from the parent perspective is that that's not something we put in you. We did. No. We didn't sit Noah down and say, we want you to be a super successful podcaster and blah, 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 and do all these things. No. See, the point of this is this was in Noah. We noticed these things in him. And so we had no choice really but to uh, step aside, right? Because try as you might, when God puts something in, in his children, right? All of us, we cannot push it down. It will bubble over and it will just, it's like the pot, you know, the lid boils over and it just is a thing. But with that, um, let's talk about the age thing. Mm. Okay. Cause in you, you said you were 16. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's all a blur to me, you guys. I don't know. Um, was that a hard, like, did people ask you how old are you or did you tell them or did you kind of keep it under the rug? Yeah. You know, when I got into podcasting, very few people knew my age, very few. It never came up. I I guess people always assumed that I was in my mid twenties or something like that. I'm not exactly sure. Um, but you know, the whole, the, the whole age thing never really affected me. I mean, certainly I did some podcast interviews where I was a guest on other podcasts where I talked about starting this, this show that kind of went viral, was super popular at a young age. That was kind of like a success story talking point. Um, but, but no, like it, it wasn't really anything that I was oppressed because of my age or looked down upon because of my age. Um, no, in fact, when people found out, they they thought it was it was cool, actually. And and I don't know, I guess it never bothered me either, because I just as a history buff, I remember reading stories about, you know, George Washington and other military leaders who would command armies of men into battle at age, you know, 19, 20, 21, 22. And, and I think that our society's, you know, conceptualization of age is so toxic. Um, you know, I mean, there's facts and figures and and case studies right and left that say that we have extended adolescence here in the United States of America. But really, I mean, you know, when you're a teenager, that is the prime of your life. You know, in today in the United States, that's when we're told you need to start getting your act together and preparing for college. Uh, but you know, I didn't think there was anything wrong with having your life already set up at that point. Yeah. I know you mentioned before that you aren't really people here. You're a podcaster. And so they assume right away that, you know, all the technical technicalities of all of that and everything else. But um, that clearly means you didn't know how to do everything. No. Self-taught. baby. Yeah. Well, tell us about that, because that's a, that's the thing is like when you start something, Noah, you just do it right. You just do it. You would tell everybody, all of our listeners, if your, your child could have an interest in something Mm -hmm. and then still not know how to do it. Right. But they're so passionate about it. I know. I I know it. It's, that's what it comes down to. You know, a lot of people would look at a story like mine and say, you know, how, how did you do it? In fact, I was just at a conference last year in Michigan and I was talking to this lady 
who uh, had asked me, you know, how I got started in podcasting, et cetera. And I mentioned the fact that I got started when I was a teenager and then I just kind of brushed over it and, you know, was talking about my journey. And then she stopped me and she's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. you started when you were 16? How? And, and I guess it never really dawned on me that people get so hung up on that. Like how they're, they're just marveled. How did you get started when you were a teenager? To which I say, and this is the only feasible answer. Like you literally just have to start. You just have Mm -hmm. to do it. Go in, you know, it's uh, instead of ready, aim, fire, it's ready, fire, aim. You just have to shoot your shot. Don't even think about how it's going to work out. Just literally get started. I didn't know what I was doing whatsoever when I started a podcast, but I, I thought in terms of baby steps, okay, like I, I have the microphone. Now the next step is figuring out how to get a website live. Okay. Now the next step is looking for one guest that I want to have on my podcast. Okay. Well, I probably should look at other podcasts to find one. Okay. Well then, then the next step is finding their email address. Okay. Then the next step is writing an email and inviting them on the show. We overcomplicate things so much where we try to focus on the outcome and this big, like massive high level thing where it's like, okay, I look at my child and, you know, how are they going to graduate college? And then will they get married right away? And how will they be financially independent? Just think about it in terms of, of steps, you know, um, if you don't know what your child's interest is, but they found something that they're really passionate about and you can get them to work or serve with that particular interest, like, boom, that is the first victory for you, you yeah. know? So, uh, I think that's that answers good. the question. Yeah. yeah. I'm taking advice from you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it would be fair to say then that we, me and dad really could, you couldn't have learned exactly what you needed to know to start this, uh, podcast or this journey that God would have led you to, right? Like we couldn't have possibly bought all the textbooks that you would have needed to know. And like, what about math and science? Yeah. Well, you know, again, like, like any, like most everybody. uh, So certainly there are things that one must learn to be a competent human being. What would you say those are? Uh, I would say that those are basic math. Yep. Uh, communication. So reading, writing, verbal communication, public speaking, and uh, history and literature. I would say those are the main ones. And also science, a basic understanding of science. And, um, you know, again, we, we compartmentalize education into subjects, right? Like, okay, get out your math book, get out your music history book, get out your science book. But life doesn't work like that. Life Mm. is just a set and sequence of experiences. So like when when like let's say that you have a middle schooler, if you could get your middle schooler to understand how to work a budget and go grocery shopping and, you know, manage money or write a check or pay cash for groceries If you could literally get your middle schooler or even younger to go into a grocery store and run an errand for you and go grocery shopping, that is a huge, like massive task that you've taught them to do where they're learning so many different things. They're learning verbal communication, public speaking. Uh, They're learning, you know, 
budgeting and finance and math. They're learning, you know, just all sorts of like life skills and interpersonal things. You know, what happens when you, you know, want something, but you don't have enough money to buy it and you have to, again, manage money. So it's like that, you know, we compartmentalize education into different boxes, but really when you're actually in the real world, which the schoolroom is never the real world. Uh, In fact, I always encourage homeschoolers, you know, the world is your schoolhouse. Go on trips, take, you know, your education with you to different places. That is what's really going to teach you more than any textbook. Well, I'm going to bring something up that is always a hot topic and a scary topic at that. And that is um, college. And I know that we in the society today believe that, um, you know, if you if you want to become that ideal picture of success, it would be getting a degree of some kind and, you know, going to that four year and on it and some even more than four years. Right now, I'm not saying that college is nobody has to nobody should send their kids to college. No, but I'm not saying that because the truth is, is some some people really, you know, they want to be doctors and lawyers and such. but. Did you go to college, Noah? And would that have made a big difference? And what were some of the opportunities that you had even, you know, on on the path that you were on? What what were some of the opportunities, you know, that... He didn't go to college, folks. Let's just say that. Okay. He didn't go to college. No, I didn't go to college. So the answer is, have I gone to college? No. Will I ever go to college? No. Um, (laughs) So in terms of college, you know, I never went to college, uh, never will go to college. Um, And the reason why is because what I'm doing does not require a college degree, nor has anyone in the industries that I've worked in cared about a college degree. Nobody cares about college degrees anymore except for in fields where it's absolutely required, like the medical professions, uh, you know, engineering, you know, being a a lawyer or an attorney, you know, you need, you Mm -hmm. literally need degrees for that. Like you literally need degrees. You have to have them legally and, and whatnot industry standards. But in the industries that I've worked in, nobody's even asked if I had a college degree. Uh, On a job application, I would just leave that section blank and nobody batted an eye. Why? Because people need to understand that in the workforce, human beings only care about results. That's literally all they care about. If you're hired for a job, you're hired to produce a certain result. You're hired to increase sales at a company. You're hired to, you know, produce something or create something or manage something. That result, whatever you're generating, is all that the employer cares about. That's literally all they care about. So when I work for companies and I produce their podcasts, they only care about the result that I'm giving them. And as long as I'm giving them that result, they really don't really they don't care about my background and my education. So that's that's really hard for a lot of people to grasp, especially those who are kind of entrenched in this, you know, dinosaur archaic mindset of you need a degree for something. Mm-hmm. You, re- you really don't need a degree. In fact, I would argue that a degree uh, more often than not is harmful than it is beneficial to people. And uh, I understand I'm ruffling some feathers here, but I'm only speaking from my experience based on what I've seen, what I've observed and what I've lived through. So think of it like this. okay? If you want to go to college. To follow an interest and you can make. 
a financial decision and commitment to go into debt or to commit money to college and, and pay those massive sums off. Or, you know, if you're blessed financially and are able to, you know, again, pay for college scholarships, what have you. If, if you want to go to college and in your heart of hearts, you know, you want to go and you've checked all the boxes and you've thought and prayed about it and it makes sense because you're interested in going to college. Let's say you want to be an English literature major and you just love English literature, then go to college. Absolutely. That would be wonderful for you. If you need to go to college to become a doctor, what have you go to college, that'd be wonderful for you. But for most of us who work in the workforce, whether that's in like sales, marketing, the blue collar industries, what have you, we don't need college degrees. Um, so I'm here to tell you that, you know, I've never long story short, never needed yeah. a degree. Well, let me ask you, let me one. just interject with this. Now, that would segue into this next uh, topic that I just kind of want to rest on, because what you're saying is you don't need college. Right now, um, I had written a question down that said, is it true that college would have given you more opportunities and um, let's talk about, before you answer that, some of the opportunities without oh, college yes, yes. that you have been a part of and some of the great works that you've done not having gone to college. Yeah, well, I mean, there's been a lot of different cool things I've gotten to do. Um, I started my first podcast, The History of Vikings, in 2018, and in February of 2019, uh, a little less than a year later, after I started my first show, I got to go to Europe on an, you know, just about all expenses paid trip to, you know, provide media coverage for this event uh, in York, which is in the north of the UK in Northern England. And it was uh, the Jorvik Viking Festival. So I got to go there with my dad for free and cover that event. So I got to travel to Europe for free, um, which was really cool. Uh, in terms of like relationships and getting to talk with people around the world, professionals, mm. Ivy League professors, um, you know, the CEOs and business people behind some of the largest publications in the history industry. That was huge. Uh, I got to do a lot of writing. I've I've written, you know, if you go to the if you go to Barnes and Noble, for example, and go to the magazine rack and you go to like the history section, um, I've written articles for many of those magazines that you'll pick up at a place like Barnes and Noble, uh, which was really cool. Uh, I also got to write a book, which will be published in about a month's time in April of, of 2022 about the Viking age in Francia, uh, which is a you know medieval region that encompasses uh, France and modern day Germany, um, you know, kind of Charlemagne's realm. So I, I kind of deal with, um, you know, the Vikings uh, in mainland Europe, but that's a conversation for another day. So I got <laughs> I got to write a book for one of the largest military history publishers who has a distribution agreement with Barnes and Noble and other large retailers. Um, so that was a really cool opportunity that came out of that. You know, I achieved financial independence um, through freelancing and contracting um, various jobs, you know, in the digital marketing world. Wait, who taught you these things, Noah? Uh, myself, 100% <laughs> self-taught. He's not kidding, you guys. Yeah. Okay, that's the point. Noah taught himself these things because he was able 
to have freedom, the time is the freedom. Okay. And he was able to, to do that. Like, like I was saying before, Joel and I really had, um, we weren't always in the know as to what, you know, who knows contacting and what that looked like. And, um, he would come back and tell us and we would be like, wow, Mm -hmm. that's incredible. And, um, it's just, it's, it's something that when we talk about it to you, uh, probably on every single episode we do about just this freedom, uh, we're not making it up. You guys, it's really true. When you just look at the curriculum as the end all know all, and you think that that's going to get your children a decent education, the curriculum, you are mistaken. It's not so. Life is learning and learning is life. And you have to give your children an opportunity to kind of sit and um, what's the word? Marinate in what they love and to come up with ideas like Noah did and and to encourage them. Always the encourager, always the encourager. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And it, it can be scary. See, I mean, you, you scary. did that, mom. You and yeah, dad, you and dad helped me where it's you miracle, could. You, guys. <laughs> <laughs> you and dad helped me where you could. But at the end of the day, you just gave unconditional support. Oh, that sounds great. Try that. We'll help you where we can. I mean, I personally would have been terrified. And I think this is when I was talking about how you had the courage to just call people and do all of that. Mm -hmm. I'm scared now, you guys, sometimes. (laughs) I mean, we have a podcast thanks to this guy right here. Yeah. He's the one that helped us out and said, mom, Tina, you guys should really do this podcast. And I was terrified. I was so scared because it was new. And I don't know, we, you know, we've been indoctrinated to think that we're not capable of no. doing things. Wouldn't you say? Oh, for sure. I for mean, sure. you haven't, I, I went to a public school, so that's my deal. But, um, yeah, I mean, think of that, the, the book stuff and you didn't even go to college. No, I didn't. And that was a, you guys, that was a book he read. He loved those books, even when he was just a little wee thing. It's so funny. So cool. The publishing company that I ended up writing a book for, which I wrote over COVID. So technically out of high school, but anyways, we never stopped learning. So I was, I still believe I'm homeschooled to this day. We we, we are, you guys, we are still homeschoolers. But, um, that particular publishing company, I literally always read their books as a kid. Like I would go to Barnes and Noble and beg my parents to buy me a new Osprey book. The publishing company is Osprey Publishing. And, uh, you know, once you know it, I, I, a couple of years later, in, in retrospect, I ended up writing one for the publishing company. Like literally because I was homeschooled. I, I can't stress yeah, that enough. I know. It's Homeschooling so true. equals successful, yeah. competent, independent individuals. Yes. Who are well socialized. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. And that's what it, how do you define socialization? Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, well, I mean, though we, we just needed, no, and I felt like, and Tina, by the way, is taking a little spring break right now. So we hope she's having a blast. It's definitely not warm here in Green Bay, Wisconsin, but it's sunny. And so usually it's Tina and I sitting here, but we knew that um, we just wanted to encourage you, Noah and I, we just wanted to encourage you and encourage you and encourage you because no matter how many times we, we tell you, you know, what works for us. I know it's hard to believe. And trust me, I know it's scary because like Noah said, we, we really did use all the curriculums, but we also were okay about just, you know, going to the park. Yes. We were really those people. Yes. Or the mall. You guys, sometimes I would just bring the, 
Like, oh, I know. Kids, we're going to go to the mall today. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like we, we just felt relaxed in that way. And then when Noah was, came home his senior year from that little stint in the um, classical school, when he came home and I had all that curriculum out there and he was to be doing all of that and I was investing everything in that. And he really, he wasn't like bucking me on, on it by any means, but he was doing these other things. And um, it took me a lot of bravery to finally look at this and say, okay, I mean, what am I up against? You guys, I'm up against these Oxford professors that Noah's just randomly calling <laughs> and getting educated by all these people who do what? Who are passionate about the same subject he's passionate about yes. and who, um, who are, are teaching him things that I, I never could because history wasn't my thing. In fact, I learned to love history through Noah. And so Noah, any final thoughts? Any final thoughts? Well, thanks so much for having me, mom. Always great to be back. I'm glad that you were able to be here. Oh, I, of course, of course I am. Um, any final thoughts? You know, I would just say simplify should literally be your mantra for 2022 because homeschooling parents overcomplicate education. They see it as this big bear, this big looming projected. Okay. So my child is five years old. And if we do this right, and they get this many hours of this, and we do this subject and this subject and this opportunity, uh, they will be able to get into a good college, maybe a scholarship. And then, you know, my husband and I don't have to worry because they will be successful, thriving, financially independent individual. Life is too short to be thinking like that. Mm. Every human being on this planet has a unique set of God-given gifts. And your job is to realize those in your child and be their biggest cheerleader. So I would say, again, just coming from somebody who's lived through it, who's who had a, a, a you know, a good understanding at a young age what the benefits of a homeschool education, simplify your child's education, focus on their interests and uh, see where it takes you. Even just try it for a year. Say, you know what, this year, my goal is really going to be interest based learning. And, uh, you know, maybe we'll substitute some of the textbook stuff for interest based learning and see where it gets us. And I guarantee if you give it some time, you'll be glad you did. Well said. Well, thanks for listening today. I hope you know that you are the best model of learning for your children. You always were. And you always will be.